Hi, I'm Keith the Critic, and this is the Isle Seat. I got the superstar, Kim Schultz, with me. How are you, Kim? Hi, I am awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing terrific. And I got Derek, the toy maker, Neil. How are you, Derek? I'm doing just fine. Thank you. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay, first off, we're going to review Vacation Friends, and it's on Hulu. Uh, two straight-laced uh, people, Marcus and Emily, uh, are defended by two wild-seeking a couple, and they're played by John Cena and Meredith Hager at a resort in Mexico. So when Marcus and Emily don't have their hotel rooms, they agreed to stay with Ron and Kayla. So they said, okay, this will be so much fun. Ron and uh, Kayla uh, taught Emily and uh, and uh, Marcus to kind of let loose and just celebrate everything. And so uh, Marcus uh, asked Emily to marry him, and she said yes. So then John Cena and Meredith Hager decide, oh, my God, this is going to be so much fun. And they party and they party and they party. And, and, uh, but the pair, uh, they don't know, uh, Marcus and Emily don't know what happened, but they went out and they partied. So six months later, Marcus and Emily are about to get married. And so um comes Ron and Kayla and they weren't invited. So they, um, they said, Hey, we weren't invited. They arrive at, at the, their uh, family home, uh, the parents' family home. And they said, Hey, we didn't get invited to the wedding. So they agreed to, uh, cause, uh, John Cena is, uh, friends with a fellow military guy played by, uh, uh, Emily's uh, father is also a military guy as well. So they start talking and he said, man, this is a great guy. And they decided, okay. Um, so they sent him out at a really nice room, the couple and all that stuff. And they said, and Marcus and Emily said, wow, we didn't get that kind of room and all that. And I tell you what, um, I, I, this movie is a lot of fun. There are so many, I thought, hilarious scenes in it. Because John Cena, I think, is a great comedian. He's an okay actor, but I think he's a really funny guy. And, and I just, he plays a guy who's, they're out surfing. Uh, they do drugs and all that stuff. But, you know, I just thought it was very good. So, um, they decided to, um, uh, you know, the couple decided, okay, let's just go out and celebrate with them and just have fun. But I tell you what, this is, uh, I thought that, um, uh, you, uh, Eli, uh, uh, Lowry and Yvonne, um, I can't remember her last name. Uh, what's her last name? Ori and Marathon uh, uh, Hodger. And of course, the John Cena was the highlight of this whole movie. The cast is terrific. I thought this was a really enjoyable movie. Like I said, there are scenes in this movie 
that just made me bust out laughing. This movie is very good. And I thought the direction of uh, uh, Cray uh, Trader, uh, who also co-wrote the, the script, I thought he did a pretty good job of this movie. I just loved, uh, there's some really, like I said, some hilarious scenes in this movie. And it's a movie you can watch and make sure that you're old enough to watch this. This ain't a kid's movie, okay? It's not a kid's movie. But I just thought this movie was so much fun. Um, it's enjoyable. And I'm going to give this three out of four stars because I thought the, I thought the cast were all very good in this movie. And, um, yeah, so I'm going to give this three out of four stars. What do you think, Kim? Well, I mean, their week, <laughs> their week on vacation resembled some of my life back after I got divorced. Oh, um, really? Hey, just let's talk control. about that, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to go to Kimology 411 oh, oh, okay. to hear all about that. But um, what, you know, when I first started watching it, I, I am just impressed with so many movies that are coming up with, they, they kind of use a little bit of the normal, but that they actually are twisting it and showing like relationships being built in not traditional ways. And so what I right. really liked about this was that it was so fun, but it was also cringy because you want to be like you want to be like the the wild characters. But yes. I am more like Emily. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if I really want to do that. Um, and then you've got Ryan and Kyla that are just like living and you, you, you never really know what's going on. You don't know if they're being serious. You don't know, you know, like if it's, if, if they're like billionaires, you just really have no clue because it's just, you, it, it's so out there that you're like, this can't be true. Or maybe it is true. Yeah. And I really did like, I really did like how, um, the relationships grew and then, you know, the, the, the strain on a relationship and then how the ending happens. I actually really enjoyed this movie. It was really fun. And I think I would watch it again just to see if I missed other funny parts. Cause you are correct. I mean, yeah. it's just like, it's like putting cocaine on your margarita <laughs> to say that's never happened to me. I've never done cocaine. But, I haven't either, but, but just to, just to kind of laugh at it. Like, Oh man, why does the salt not taste like salt? Yeah. Cause it's cocaine. But then later down, if you're, if you're, if you're watching this, you're just like, yeah, but it was really good cocaine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're still bringing it up so i yes. i really enjoyed it three out of four stars definitely the characters were all all great the father figure was the traditional yeah. figure and you know they they use the same as most shows do yeah but this one did have some twists and turns it was a little out of control and of course um who doesn't like looking at john cena so i i really enjoyed it <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I, I want to hear more about the. Uh, never mind. Um, uh, what do you think? Maybe, maybe oh. you can interview me late on another show. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Okay, uh, what do you think, Derek? Yeah, I have to agree with you guys. This movie was really good. John Cena was definitely a strong point. He, I, I feel like he stole the show. 
I think it's something that's not utilized much in Hollywood is the use of larger than life uh, characters uh, being uh, comedic in, in films. Suicide Squad did a good job with John Cena as well. It, that was great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it was just a really fun movie. Uh, I kind of got the same feel as uh, another movie we had uh, seen. Uh, uh, I, it was, I think it was called Wrong Girl. Uh, the, the one where the guy ends up accidentally calling the wrong girl to take on a date. Yeah. Uh, this kind of had that same kind of feeling where it's, you know, relationships formed from unlikely positions. Uh, like, like Kim had said uh, in this, I just, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to suggest this one. I'm probably going to go back and watch it again myself. This is definitely a three out of four stars for me. Awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah I, it, I totally I, agree. I, I tell you what, this movie is, uh, uh, there are so many, uh, there's some hilarious scenes, but like you guys both said, there are some very good scenes in this movie too, man. So, yeah, absolutely. Next up is Rob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and Greed. And it's on Netflix. Rob Ross is, uh, it's a true story about Rob uh, Ross. Sometimes this, uh, this is a really wonderful story about a brilliant uh, artist who just, um, he goes around teaching people, even if you don't know anything about artwork, he can teach you how to do really great artwork. And, you know, this, um, this movie is uh, amazing. And then uh, um, the story, there's some good times in this story and some really bad times in this story. And when Bob uh, Ross is near death, um, one, uh, somebody, um, uh, Annette and uh, Walter Kozlowski, uh, want his son to go in and have him sign something that will turn over everything to the Rosses. And this still goes on till this day. And I thought this movie was, uh, this movie is, there's so many good points of this movie because uh, the relationship sometimes uh, with uh, Steve Ross and sometimes Bob Ross, they, they got into it at times when he got a little bit older, but then he came back and took care of his dad to the day that he passed on. And I just thought this movie was so well directed by uh, 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 Joshua Rolfe. And this uh, movie is, uh, um, is just really good. And I thought it was also produced by uh, Melissa McCartney and her husband, uh, uh, Ben uh, Falcone, and most uh, many other people. And I just thought this movie uh, was so good. And you learn, I used, I still watch that show because it still is on PBS. And, you know, I just kind of watch those shows every once in a while. I don't know anything about painting, <laughs> and but I just like, I just like his tone and how he's just, he doesn't get acted up and nobody uh, deters him from what he's doing. He's very calm 
moment. But then again, uh, Bob, uh, uh, Annette, and Walter Klausowski, um, they step in, and the whole thing is just, I can't even describe how uh, horrible the Annette and Walter Klausowski are. It's just unbelievable. And um, I know that um, um, uh, Bob, uh, let's see, uh, Steve Ross and his friend, they still are out teaching people how to paint just like Bob Roths used to do. This movie is so good. It's so uh, invigorating. And then you get so upset because uh, Annette and Walter Kozlowski are just, out to sell everything the bra bras still sell during the day and they're still selling the stuff right now and i just thought this movie was so much it's so good so fantastic and i'm gonna give this four out of four stars um you know i knew about bra bras and all that but then once you watch it you learn so much more about bob ross so i recommend you watch this and I'm going to give this four out of four stars. Just like uh, documentaries uh, we all watch, this is, uh, I think, a really fantastic documentary. And you'll learn so much about Bob Ross and his life and everything that went on during his life. Um, Kim, what did you think of this movie? Well, I love the doc. I, I love documentaries. Oh, God, I the, do too. I, but what I'm sad about is that, you know, documentaries. There's so many of them that end up so tragic. And, yes. you know, growing up, this this gentleman, Bob Ross, yes. was born the same year that my dad was. So he was my dad's age growing up. And yes. watching him, I thought he was like 99 years old. Because <laughs> I was a child. I just thought he was yeah, an old too. man. You know, he died at my age right now, which yes. is incredible because I'm freaking young. And here as a child, I thought, you know, I, I guess like the, the fic. The fiction of watching television when, you know, back in the day when you have four channels and you know, I remember that. you know <laughs> that the TV shows are wrong. You know, you know that someone wrote the script and the people are not who they say they are. But when you're watching PBS and you see a person that's just doing some painting, you know, in your mind, you honestly start to believe that that is who that person really is. And what's yeah. really interesting is to find out whether it is a singer, because you don't even realize that like uh, music artists do the same thing. Like, like they're not the same people they are when they're on stage. And yeah. we, we kind of get to, we, we kind of pretend in our mind. Well, I was, I was very shocked to find out, you know, about the hair, about the yes. voice, but I was honestly saddened to, 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 to for these greedy assholes in this world who yes. prey upon people who are just genuinely nice. Um, unfortunately, you know, you don't have the business sense. And it really irritates me when I see people like that, because I know personally, I, I have to protect who I am because I know that what I have and what I can offer to, you know, a community or to a job or to a business. But I also have to make sure that I take care of me, number one, because I have had the same 
people, but I'm a business person. And I can't imagine someone who just loves to paint and just trusts people. In fact, I'm working on a project right now where I am the fourth accountant, the fourth accountant that um, they have allowed to do this. And I'm cleaning up a mess and I'm starting all over because they've been burned. And, you know, it happens in everyday life. But when you're watching it on television, you have absolutely no clue. They they don't even know. And you're watching this. And it saddens me that so many people have worked so hard. And then these people out there that now people are scared to do this movie. They're scared of these people. That is absolutely insane. Like those people... you know how they sleep at night with their guilt? They just don't care. They have they no don't conscience. Get it. They, they and, do not and I, care. I, I mean, I don't know who they are, but listening to the people talk about what was going on and other people saying, I, I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk. Um, I was I was saddened by that. Definitely a four out of four. If this was somebody that you watch growing up, um, wow. You know, he, it's kind of, it's kind of like... Um, uh, Oh my gosh, Mister in the neighborhood. Every oh, uh, Mister Rogers. Mister Rogers. It's like Mister Rogers. You know, growing up with Mister Rogers, we we, you know when they say we're going to do a documentary, you're like, oh my gosh, there's no possible way that that man could just be that nice. There's something bad about it. There's something. And he was. Ah, no, he was freaking so intelligent and oh my god i was yes. so happy that like he was really the person that you see because in our world now everything gets shattered so many times and nothing here got shattered because i was so happy to find out that you know he just loved his son like insanely and it it really made me happy to know that, yeah, he was just an amazing artist, an amazing person, and that these assholes came into his life. And they get to live with their asshole, and they get to deal with that later. Yeah. I mean, this is just, yeah. Like I said, there are so many good points and so many, like you said, Kim, so many down parts in this movie. And it's just like, wow. So, Derek, what do you think of this movie? This was a, a fantastic documentary. I just, I, I love documentaries. I, I have a huge a collection of, of different documentaries of my own. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the stuff about Bob Ross I had actually already known, uh, having grown up as an artist. Uh, yes. And even used a lot of the same products. Uh, you know, I had myself a Bob Ross kit at one time. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> pretty sure my mom told me no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I know well, see, Kim, the, right now, right now, uh, you and I, we weren't allowed to have that. Derek, he's much younger than we are, so he's yes, allowed to. that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice to be in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I know that, uh, uh, like with a lot of the Bob Ross paints and the brushes, they're not necessarily the greatest quality and greatest, uh, uh, stuff you can get. There are, there are stuff out there that you can get that are much better, but, uh, they were designed with mass production in mind, uh, but they are definitely high quality. And that's what a lot of, you know, people that I knew growing up, 
who were artists would use because that's what Bob Ross used. Uh, but over the years, I, I did, you know, come to learn that it was all a business decision and not necessarily one that was Bob Ross's. Uh, now, he he did say that, you know, he didn't want his name attached to, you know, basically crappy stuff. So he, he made it a point that it had to be good stuff, good equipment, good paints. Uh, but in the long run, he had no control over any of that. No. Uh, and that is really kind of a, a heartbreaking, especially mm-hmm. when you consider how absolutely well-known Bob Ross is. I mean, you oh, can say God. his name and even to generations younger than us, they would have heard his name. Yes. Uh, so it's as widely known as he is, as as uh, influential as he is, and how you know how much money is made in his name, and then to find out that his family doesn't get a dime of it is just so disheartening. Uh, you know they're they're working their their tuckuses off to to make ends meet, doing the things that they love, and they can't benefit financially on their own family's name essentially right I, it's, I, yeah it's, it's just it's it's kind of a disgusting thing to hear it it's, was it's so sad it, it yeah it, it it really is now it, it it was also absolutely wonderful to hear that bob ross was who bob ross is yeah I mean, aside yes. from the fact that his his normal speaking voice wasn't quite as as uh, soothing. I guess yes. <laughs> but that, again, that was a choice he made because of uh, a predecessor of his who had more of a uh, kind of a glaring voice. Of course, he also had an accent. It sounded like he was, you know, Bulgarian right. or Swedish, or you know, he had an accent that made him kind of gruffer. So yeah, it, it was just a wonderful documentary to 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 watch, just for the fact that you do learn that Bob Ross was Bob Ross. Uh, just like with the whole Mr. Rogers thing, you know, he uh. absolutely was who you saw on TV, which is a, you know, a rare thing, you know, as Kim had said, um, most performers, uh, whether they be in music or, you know, whatever, they have a persona they use when they're in the public's eye and then a persona they use when they're at home. Yeah. And to find out that someone like Bob Ross is who he was portrayed on TV at home is just, you know, that's just wonderful. You know, aside from the horrible things that occurred to the family and and, you know, as a result of, you know, crude business decisions. He was still a wonderful person and he did everything he could to be that wonderful person. And that's. That really makes the whole thing worth it. I agree. I t- I, t- yeah. I totally agree. I was. It was refreshing to to you know to to see that yes, this was an, actually a really good person. And you know, bad things happen to good people, but it still was the the best part of that about this is just you know following the relationships and we all make mistakes. But yeah. reality is, is at the end of the day, he was a good guy. I tell you what, and if this isn't nominated for best documentary, one of the best documentaries at the Oscars, um, I'm going to be upset because this movie, this uh, documentary is fantastic. Just like you know, it's just fantastic. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've actually been kind of surprised. I, I was, I was almost wondering if, if, you know, as far as the Oscars go, if the Oscars were going to just go on hold because I think at least at one time, the general consensus for the Oscars was they had to have some kind of a theatrical release and with, right. you know, COVID going on and theater shutting down and a lot of these films being released on streaming platforms, would they qualify to be on the platform to, to be nominated? And I was kind of surprised to see that there were some films they included that did not get a theatrical release. So, well, I'll tell you what, Derek, uh, the, you know, H or uh, um, uh, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Apple Network, and all that. If you show a movie on on that, you're nominated for an Oscar. That's what they decided. So, yeah, just like yeah. last year, you know, exactly, exactly. And that's going to make a huge change for for the. Uh, uh, for Hollywood in general. I mean, the fact that streaming platforms are now becoming an option for release. Yes. Um, and they've been already doing it to some extent. There are some movies that had a release both theatrically and streaming. Uh, even before COVID, there were a few movies yeah. that did that. But making that a, a permanent option and for almost every film is definitely going to change <coughs> how things are being done in Hollywood. And yes. It, and I think we're going to see some issues kind of like what we saw with uh, uh, what's her name from uh, Black Widow, where, you know, contracts are going to have to change oh, yeah. as a result. You know, her yeah. Scarlett Johansson. On, or- yeah. yeah, Scarlett yeah. Johansson. Yeah. Because yeah. her argument is that her her initial uh, pay after the after her fee was going to be based on box office receipts. Well, yeah, they didn't include streaming receipts. And so they didn't pay her based on both the streaming and the, the box office. So she feels like she was cheated. So. And she signed that contract a long time ago, and then they made the movie, and now she, I, I deserve, I, she uh, wants money off of Disney Plus, you know, and that's just, or just the, whatever that Disney Channel is where you get all the movies. But, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm just... And then, uh, you know, also the makers of uh, Corilla, um, they, yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're thinking yeah. of doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, now a lot of this, uh, like with Scarlett Johansson, you know, she signed a multi-picture deal years ago. So yeah, this yeah. was something that was contracted long before our current oh, yes. situation. So it wasn't something you would have thought of. But now with what's been going on, people are going to take something like this into consideration even if we never see another outbreak of any kind for the next 200 years, people are still going to want to have this kind of protections in their contracts from, you know, this point on. So you're going to see a lot of changes in the way uh, productions are being done uh, within Hollywood and and elsewhere. Yeah. I tell you, man, it's just like, uh, what'd you give this movie, Derek? This one got four stars for me. Yeah, yeah, it's just a terrific movie. Okay, last up is Reminiscence, and it's on HBO Cinemax. Hugh Jackman uh, plays a private investigator named uh, Nick Bannister, and he pers- and he reveals a, uh, a method where people can 
go back and and uh, do the same, uh, some sort of a, I don't know, they go into some sort of a, a coma or whatever it is, and and they go back and they can relive the past. So in comes May, played by Rebecca Ferguson, and she wants to go back in time. And there's so many truths about her that they find out that are kind of iffy. Um, also, uh, Bannister and Emily Sanders, brilliantly played by Tanti, Tandy Newton. Uh, there are so many secrets that are between everybody. And I was looking so forward because uh, Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson starred in The Greatest Showman, and that movie is brilliant. And this movie... Uh, is almost as good. I thought that uh, there's such a great connection between uh, the two stars, and it turns into kind of a love story, but there's also so many secrets between the two people. And I thought that uh, you'll be, uh, I'm not going to say too much about this movie, but you'll be, uh, I hope you watch it because you'll be surprised by many uh, facets of this movie. Um, I love every second of this movie. And also the great acting by Hugh Jackman, uh, uh, Fandy Newton, and Rebecca Ferguson, and the rest of the cast were outstanding as well. I thought the direction and the writing done by uh, Lisa Joy, who wrote it and directed it, was excellent. This movie is beautiful to look at, too. And I thought everything about this movie was so terrific. Reminiscence is going to give me, I'm going to give this four out of four stars. This movie is, uh, you get, I, I watched this twice. It was so good. I watched it again. And this movie is, uh, it's so much, it's so riveting and you'll get so much out of this movie i'm going to give this movie four out of four stars and it might be on my uh my top 20 list uh because this movie is excellent it was supposed to be it was also is released at the theaters and is also released on hbo uh hbo max and i'll tell you what this movie is uh i can't say any more good things about this movie um, Kim, what do you think of this? Well, I actually watched this before it was on our list. I watched it while I was down in Branson. So I actually yeah. watched it because yes. usually they're just playing in the background. And yeah. I honestly, I just, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this movie. You know, the, um, it, it always makes me weird that so many things in movies come, come, um, true. Yeah. And, um, one of the one of the things in here was I'm thinking oh, that would be like horrific to go into someone's mind and they're actually videotaping these yes. holograms and they get to go back to a time that they um, that they want to maybe with a loved one that has passed away and it kind yeah. of becomes an obsession for some yeah. people yeah and but then it like t turns and twists that you don't really even know what's going on because oh. they, they, they came in and, and um, kind of mess it up. You've got, you've got 
a love story, but then you've got a side love story. Then you've got the back here love story. And, yes. and it's just a bunch of basically a bunch of uh, people who are hurting because they want to be with these people. Yes. Some of them want to be with people that have died and other people just want to be recognized that they're alive. And yeah. uh, we have the obsession. And I did I did enjoy I did enjoy this movie. Um, I, however, would only do three out of four stars. It's to me, this wasn't like, oh my gosh. Um, I was talking to my daughter. My daughter had said this is a remake of some other, another yeah. movie that it had is. kind of, you had kind of done it maybe in Japan or something. I don't know. Yeah. When I was telling her about it, she was like, oh yeah, that sounds exactly like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't watch those <laughs> kind of movies. Let's see, it's put on a list. Um, <laughs> But I did, I did like the the romance, a little bit of sci-fi. There's a there's a mystery. You really don't know what's going on, and and it all it all comes together in the end. It was it was a it was a very it was very very good. I, I really did enjoy it. So I would say three out of four stars. It's a it's a must watch. You should watch it if you like sci-fi. It was yeah. really good. Yeah, Derek, what do you think? I thought it was a pretty decent movie. I'd have to agree with Kim. It's it's probably three out of four stars for me as well. Uh, it kind of was reminiscent of an old uh, movie from, uh, I believe it was the 90s, called Strange Days. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was a great movie, too. The the obsession that people have with, with the whole going back thing kind yes. of reminded me of, of the obsession that the character had in Strange yeah. Days with... Uh, reliving his memories, uh, which is one of the central parts of Strange Days, where you could record your your memories from a first-person point of view, and they were sold on the black market. These memories yes. were sold on the black market as a kind of a drug. So if you wanted to if you wanted to know what it was like to be a woman for a night, then you know a woman would wear this headset, record her night, and then you could, you know, wear a headset, plop that disc into your set. And then basically relive her night at, through her eyes. Yeah. And also, the movie starred uh, right Fe- R- Ralph Fiennes, I think. Yeah. 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 Ralph Fiennes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Ralph Fiennes uh, yeah. Uh, and I think it was produced by, uh, uh, oh, uh, can't think of his name now. Uh, guy who did Terminator. Oh, yeah. James Cameron. Yeah. James Cameron. I think it was produced by James Cameron. Yes. But yeah, this, this movie had some themes that were very reminiscent of strange days. Uh, and it had the kind of multiple plot point thing, you know, you had the mystery along with the sci-fi aspect and it was definitely, you know, an entertaining film. Uh, and it, and there are other, uh, films that, that have similar, uh, 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 storylines, plot points, and and character uh, beats that that this one has as well. It's just another way of telling the same story, but it does yeah. it in a good way. So it's it's not like oh I've seen this before, right? But it's not it's nothing new, but it does it in a way that keeps you entertained. So I I'm with I'm with Kim. This is three out of four stars for me. Yeah, I just I I, I don't know, man. I watched this movie twice and I like it better the second time I watched it. So, you know, but 
you know me, I, 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 I just love movies, no matter if they're, they're terrible or not. Nah, but, don't say <laughs> that. You did not love our Zero movies. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't love that one. No, I rated it Zero because it was so bad. Oh, my God. Oh, just like very, very bad things uh, that, I, that I reviewed years ago when I first started reviewing movies. And then they said, what'd you give this movie? Zero out of four stars. And they said, zero? Yes, it was terrible. So, you know. Yeah. But, okay, well, here's, but, here's, here's one. How about terrible movies that are so bad it's good? Uh, yeah. Uh, there, there, yeah, there's a, there's a lot. I mean, there I would are, have to say I would have to say Rocky Horror Picture Show didn't come out to be. I mean, they didn't expect it to be what it was. I mean, they kind of it was like when you watch it the first time, you're like, what the, what am I getting into? And then yeah. you're like, this is the best movie ever. Uh, well, see, that's why that's why when I watched it at home and and, and I watch it with my kids. And I said, you got to go to the theater to watch this because yeah. everything goes on uh, at the theater. There's toast. There's everything. And could, yeah. Could you just, imagine how, how it was to see that movie before the audience participation? Right. Yeah. You're oh like, my God. Yes. It, like, it was you know, terrible. Cause, Cause the audience participation aspect really didn't kick off until years later when they were doing the replays. Right. Oh yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Man. yeah. Brilliant yeah. people there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very yeah. smart people. How many movies could there possibly be? I, I can't think of very many where, where the audience makes the movie better. And we're, <laughs> I, and... I think Rocky Horror is the only one that does that. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah, yeah. Pat yeah, myself on the true. back. Hey, by the way, we're bringing in Rocky Horror Picture Show. In, in October so just be ready for that guys um, okay uh, next ready. week oh yeah absolutely yes but okay next week we're going to review, review Freaky on HBO Cinemax we're going to do Corella on HB on uh, Disney Plus and we're going to have Worth starring Michael Keaton was nominated for best film at Sundance and it's on Netflix. So, so just, uh, yeah, let us know. Um, we we saw any of these movies or not, and just let us know. And, uh, so Kim, the superstar Schultz. Thank you so much, Kim. Oh, you're welcome. Always a pleasure. Uh, all right. And also Derek, the toy maker, Neil. Thank you, Derek. You're welcome. And I hope everybody has a great evening. Oh, bad. Are you bad? I'm Keith the Critic, and this is The Aisle Seat.